welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. And I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, season 14, episode 19. Oh. 19? I think it's 19. It be 19. <laughs> A reunion part two. What we thought as what happens every single freaking season to us, we always think that we're over before we're over. So we found out this week that indeed this was not actually the last episode of Married at First Sight season 14. It was reunion part two. And this next week we have a where are they now? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, my thoughts on this. Um, Next week will be the 20th episode of Married at First Sight. And why don't we just do another 20 more with these Boston people? It's not like we don't have more things to say. Um, <laughs> about these couples. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, why do they bother doing the reunion when they do it? Like, why don't they just save it? Exactly. You know, like let six months pass. Well, this seems also like some contrived BS of let's get all these other couples that right. didn't work out. Mm-hmm who live all over the country. Right. So tell me how that's going to work. So tell me how that's going to work. No, it's just, it's like, oh, everyone, you know, Alyssa's pushing her cowboy narrative all of a sudden. And I would like to say that I am 97% positive that I said in the pod at the top, like, of the season, you know, when we were in the throes of loathing Alyssa, I called she should be matched with Ryan from Houston. Yes, and it looks like they're going to meet. it appears that that is happening. And I feel like there was some other couple. Who else? There was someone else that was like, There was someone. Oh, Chris. Didn't Chris say, and you might know who she is. Like, that's got to be someone else. It's just. What do you think, Brett? Who's the mystery person? Oh, no, I've seen a picture. It's that girl. It's a girl. You didn't, I don't think you like logged it in the preview recognizing her face, but she's from a season we've watched before, but it was a while ago, so I can't remember. Okay, let's just get into it and say that reunion part two was fucking upsetting for a lot of reasons. I was, does Kevin want to be in a thruple with Katina and Olajuwon? Because that's like it. That's the vibes I'm getting. Yeah. It's a little much. It's a little much. Yeah, the ass-kissing level of trying to convince us all that Katina and Olajuwon are the couple of the year for the entire United States of America is the most insane thing. And it bums me out because I think that when Kevin... When Kevin is calling someone out on something that I agree with, I think he does a great job. He's so direct. Like, he needles people in a way that sometimes even makes you uncomfortable. But it's like, this is what we need. But this is the reunion that made me go, ugh, Kevin's a little hit or miss for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm usually team Kevin. And it seemed like the whole reunion was based off of his agenda. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, I don't know. It just... Well, I felt like it was based on whatever the producers told him to focus on. I don't know. There was just some lines of um, thought that I didn't agree with. Yeah. And I just was like, what is going on? So let's just jump in. We basically open with the all-girls time. And this is upsetting for obvious reasons because 
let's be honest, Lindsay and Alyssa are the villains of this season. They are. Alyssa just cut and ran way early. So Lindsay got to be the main character, the main villain for the rest of the season. But if Alyssa had stayed, they would have both been vying for the top spot with that. And as we have talked about before, and as I think a lot of people feel, it's like one of the only redeeming qualities of Lindsay is that she figured out Alyssa's bullshit really fast. And that she has some hilarious shit to talk on Alyssa that we all as viewers are feeling. The other girls don't agree. The other girls don't agree. And this was so weird to me. Like Katina basically says at the top that they pretty much all talk all the time. All of them, which I'm assuming means sans Lindsay. But, and we had found out a long time ago that Alyssa had blocked Lindsay on Instagram we we kind of rifle through like a lot of things because he's basically just like wants to get all the girls together to like get their opinions on some things that we've already talked about. Okay, so there's not like all this new stuff, but I think the thing that stands out the most is that it very much felt like Alyssa was teamed up with all of the girls except Lindsay. It was this was the circle of everyone hates Lindsay and these are the reasons why. And I don't know. The whole he said or she said, she said in terms of talking about the bachelor party and, you know, Lindsay has her perspective and Alyssa has like, that's not what happened. It's all just. Yeah, it's played. Well, and you know what pissed me off is because like, I just think like the girls all having an issue with Lindsay as an overwhelming person, as someone who's unpredictable, as someone who is dramatic and an instigator, which there were enough stories She's that came out. She's all of those things. She is all of those things. So, like, that's what's the tricky thing of this is we agree with all of that. And we even got more stories that are like, oh, my God, are you kidding? But I didn't like that the way that we moved into the conversation about Lindsay and Alyssa as, like, with their little rivalry and tension was by Kevin actually looking at Alyssa and going, so Alyssa, how do you feel about Lindsay? Why are we, like, are you uncomfortable with Lindsay? Because that's something I'm gathering. And that was the initiating sentence that started this whole thing. And there's, we'll get to it later, but there was even some times later with the whole group where I felt, I just was like, what is going on here? Alyssa was here for 10 days, if that, and she blew everything up and was the most disingenuous twat I think I've ever seen on this show. So why are we giving her so much airtime? We don't care what your opinion no. is. You weren't around long no, enough you don't to have count. a valid opinion on, on this issue I'm at all. I'm just like, why are we looking to Alyssa for, like, why are we giving Alyssa the floor first on any topics other than her own relationship that she never gave a chance? Like, why? I know. I, I felt like it was playing into this whole thing of, like, her being like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm still very close to everyone. And I, you know, and then with what we were hearing from Lindsay, which is that she was showing up all the time, you know, so clearly like not everybody felt the same way about her showing up all the time as Lindsay did. But I, I, I'm with Lindsay. I'm like, you should not have been there all the time. And you are a leech. Like, so I, even with, as this drama continued to get explored, I mean, 
LOL to like Alyssa saying, I've never said a bad word about you. I just don't like you and you lie and da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, you mean like the bad word, like what you just said? Okay. So this whole thing was confusing to be a witness to because you're like, wait, but I hate you and I hate you. And like some of the stuff Alyssa was saying that everybody else had her back for, I was like, oh man, like there's probably some truth there in the sense that like, I'm sure her and Mark DMing was very innocuous. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think, like I hear Lindsay, I hear Lindsay, I don't like that girl, so why are you talking to her? Fair. And yet, let's not take it to the next level and act like she was trying to weasel her way into your relationship because we all know she wasn't. Yeah. And everybody has seen the messages and is vouching for the fact that there was literally zero inappropriateness to it. And... It's like, this whole (sighs) thing is Lindsay shooting herself in the foot. Yeah. And as by proxy of that, Alyssa rising. Which it's like... Yeah. No. They're, she looked like the more reasonable one. Yes. Which and, like and drove me nuts. And it's like, you can't say I've never said, I've never been rude to anyone. <laughs> Alyssa, you no. can't say that. No. We have all of the tapes. And it, I almost feel like the guys, there isn't a, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like strong enough guy, partner, that is going to be like, no, why would you hang out with this girl? Yeah, like, it's so she's interesting. A, you know, it's like Olajuwon tried to be that a little bit at the beginning. He hated Alyssa. But now it's almost like, well, Katina's friends with her. I'm not going to say anything. Right. And it's like, oh, you're now you're not going to be overbearing? Interesting. Yeah. Like, you're not going to... And, and it just seems like... And Steve is just kind of like, oh, I'm staying out of it. You you don't expect Michael to say anything because he's not... No. That. So it's almost like as a result of that, like there haven't been any pushback from any of the guys, so... But I think it's weird because it's obvious when the guys get together that they all really deeply feel that Chris was... Wronged. Wronged. Yeah. By this woman that they have no problem with their wives being close with. Right. So, yeah, you're like, are you guys not talking about it together or like what? Like, it's just interesting how some of the, yeah, like the, the usually like you would assume it would really be like allegiances would be by couples, right? Mm -hmm. Like more shared opinion on whatever the topic is. And this was very much a season where I do feel like the genders were very separate and the guys all got very close and rallied for each other and had a different kind of depth. And the girls never quite had that, you know? Yeah, other than Jasmina and Katina. Katina. But, okay, which, speaking of which, this was a moment that pissed us off when Kevin's like, you want to talk about a couple that makes you smile? I was like, you cannot convince us they're the it couple, Kevin. You can't. So stop. Stop doing it. And it was, I mean, the only interesting thing for me here was that Jasmina shared that she cussed Elijah Wan out multiple times throughout the season, which I'm like, gosh, why didn't they show us that? I would yeah. have loved to see that. That's what was going on on those roof, those roof. Right. Uh, like yeah. That. All yeah. these secret talks. Like, why are the cameras not on the roof? We need roof cameras Kinetic next year. production. Do not provide a rooftop scenario. You know what? I just caught myself mid. Maybe they can't get away with that because there's other people living in the building. Uh, good point. But it's totally not cool because we're yeah. missing crucial convos. 
But yeah, she Heaven basically. Heaven forbid we give couples any sense of privacy. No, <laughs> they don't get any privacy. Uh, so yeah, Jasmina basically says, I mean, it's definitely feels like a group consensus, even amongst, you know, even Jasmina, who I, it appears that she's like BFFs with uh, Katina. She and they said that, like, basically, Michael, Jasmina, Elijah Wan, and Katina were like a foursome that were like really close. And so they would get into it over the way that Elijah Wan was treating Katina. And Jasmina did say people don't like a lot of his apologies or him catching himself were not on camera. And she's bummed because she was like, there's a side to him that like had remorse and of all these things that like I got to see that you guys did it. And I was like, huh, is that so? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Is she just saying that to make her friend look better now? Maybe. I just, my fundamental issue is, and I don't know how fair this is, but I'll say it anyway. Um, it comes, it's, there's a certain point where you don't get credit for catching yourself in the middle of all of these things. No, like no, no. It, it, that's not a changed behavior. Like it, no, I mean it's, you're still, it's an important step. It is, but it's like I don't know. I'm kind of back off Olajuwon now. You know, last week I was like, oh, maybe he has changed. I don't know. I just well, because in the end, he's like, so Katina, how do you handle this now when he gets this way? Like, is it the same? And she's like, oh no. But then her big thing is now I just talk shit back. Yeah, so that shows you that he's still... <laughs> so it's like still, there's still talking back that needs to be had. And it's just you're more comfortable fighting it. with him. Exactly. So it's like that leads you to believe, okay, he's still acting in a lot of the same ways. Maybe not. I mean, Isaac is done. I'm proud of him for that. Mm -hmm. But it's like the chauvinism doesn't stop. You know, Yeah, like, and then it, we have after she says, now I talk shit back... Kevin's like, no one has grown more. He's so good to you now. I mean, I mean, look at that ring. And I was just like, ew, Kevin. Like, Seriously? How yeah. do you know so concretely? Like, please tell me. Like, how do you know so concretely that he is just, like, completely transformed? Like, it's not like we've been given all of these examples. I mean, I know that it is reassuring to hear him get on stage and basically admit to everyone that, wow, that was really embarrassing and I learned a lot from watching myself. Cool. But that's like step one. And like this reunion was back in February. And I don't know. I just, it's hard. You know, you're trying to figure out is this genuine or is this like a PR move because you've noticed that you've like everyone freaking hates you on the internet? And 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 I'm fine with the fact like the truth is when you've been an asshole historically and you're starting to not be an asshole, in the beginning people will question if it's legitimate. And yeah, is that frustrating? Yeah, but that's par for the freaking course. It's part of you, the consequences of your past is that people aren't going to trust your change right away. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little irritated. Like, it's one thing to acknowledge once or twice, like, wow, well, this is good to hear. And I can't wait to hear, like, what comes next. Yeah. But to just keep doubling, tripling down with no one has grown more. I'm like, 
Kevin, you are not a fly on the wall in their in their home. Like, I mean, and here's I think ultimately what we're what we come down to with this is it is okay to be happy and acknowledge some level of growth between Olajuwon yes. and Tina. But running them out as like Time Magazine's couple power couple <laughs> of the year yeah. press campaign is making me cock my head a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, something that we did learn is that Jasmina and Lindsay have had a falling out. And I mean, you could always feel through the season. Like, I think Lindsay latched onto Jasmina really early on. And Jasmina, like, there was things about her that she could enjoy. But I think as time went on, you know, with the way that the whole group experienced her, mm-hmm. she started to see her. A little sideways and then and like distanced herself a bit, I feel. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I guess everything blew up. Uh when they were like getting out of the car, there was like a a cast, a full cast meeting. Like, what was this episode? Yeah, I can't remember the the details. They were it. all driving to the same thing. Jasmina and Lindsay and Noy were together in the car, and Lindsay was talking shit on Alyssa. And Jasmina is friends with Alyssa as well and says, like, she's always said the same thing to Alyssa. Like, don't I'm friends with Lindsay. Don't speak about her to me. And Jasmina asked her to stop. And this led to Lindsay telling her to s- stop talking or get out of her car. And they have not been friends since. And Lindsay kept going, well, you were getting loud. You were getting loud. Lindsay is so Which I'm like, you're so hilarious. Like, you are such a messy. The hypocrisy is insanity. And basically, Jasmina went, well, Noi was in the car. Noi, would you say that I was getting loud? And Noi was like, no. And, like, that was Noi's most important purpose in the entire reunion, in my opinion, <laughs> was literally like, this is where your quiet, observational uh, demeanor serves us to be the third party to tell us what really fucking happened. And surprise, surprise, Jasmina was not yelling. Lindsay just felt called out. And Lindsay doesn't like being called out. And you know what? I hate that Jasmina has a friendship with Alyssa and it automatically taints the way I view her a little bit and I have a little bit less respect for her because of it. And yet, Jasmina was doing the right thing by throwing up a boundary and trying to maintain both friendships that Mm -hmm. she felt were genuine. And she was giving her friend Lindsay an opportunity to respect what she was comfortable with and instead she turned her into a villain and threw her out of the car. I mean, that's insane. Wow. It's it's low. And then we find out. So I love that we went into uh, the whole eagle, lion, tattoo, psychic bullshit. Oh, yeah. And Jasmina basically says, when I hear things that aren't the truth, it bothers me. And she basically admits, like, Lindsay was the one who instigated that entire thing pre-honeymoon. She was the one who heard from a little bird about... Alyssa's um, psychic vision and started to one by one DM every girl in the cast about it. And think about that. Like they've all met once, right? Like they all met at the bachelorette party. They're all new friends. She of course decided she hated Alyssa after that night, which Alyssa, I, I mean, the feelings were mutual, 
but then she does this and yeah. said, and so they basically were all saying, look, the truth is that Lindsay instigated this and Lindsay just denied, 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 denied. But yeah, my biggest issue with this was that Alyssa was a lead character yeah. in this setup. And that is bullshit to me. You I think that the yeah. most she deserved was an invite, was basically like in a housewives reunion when we get a friend of moment. Mm-hmm. And they come out mid reunion and they get their little moment on the side of the couch. Yeah. That is all Alyssa deserved at the most was a friend of moment where we came out, we addressed Alyssa's bullshit, got all the women's opinion on her behavior. Yes. And then sent her the fuck off the stage. Exactly. She did not deserve to have a say in all of this platform for all of these words on, on basically a season that she did not participate in. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, her victim face uh, killed me. Her victim killed turtle me. face. I'm you sorry. Know, I, what'd you say? Her turtle victim uh, face? Turtle victim. I was going to say the victim face. Okay, so she rescues dogs, you know, right. right? She has mastered this abused puppy face from her dog rescuing. It's like I, you could have put her face in one of those ASPCA <laughs> videos about like how they just like try to get you to like adopt dogs and right. it's like the saddest looking dogs. It's like Alyssa, She's you're not to be one of them. You're not an abused dog, Alyssa. Please <laughs> stop. Okay. Oh my god. So then we go from this upsetting friggin' round table. Then we go into the man fest, which is obviously a lot less dramatic because they all really like each other. But something shocked me. I was gobsmacked. To hear that Lindsay freaking spit on Mark in the last fight they had. Insane. I mean, beyond. And he was choking up, talking about it. He said he would shake a lot when they would fight. I was just like, wow, this is straight up abuse. This is also PTSD from your childhood that clearly you have not worked out. You are the abused dog in this. The real abused dog in this situation. The real abused dog in this situation is Mark. But that was pretty horrific. And like... You could tell that that really rocked the dudes. Like, they were all like, whoa. Like, our, you know, our middle-aged male friend is up here crying because Lindsay made him feel so small, you know? And then, what did I put? Why aren't they playing the good person montage in the girl's time? Hold her accountable. Oh, yes. Okay. So this pissed me off too. I think we have the same thing. This goes with my Alyssa thing. So then in order to give Chris the platform and to move on into his story, we first reveal a montage of Alyssa being a See You Next Tuesday and doing her I'm a good person a hundred times. And it's great. Tell me why we did not play that in the girl circle in front of Alyssa. Exactly. To exactly. hold her feet to the fire. Exactly. Like, are you kidding me? This is all, like, reunions are about accountability and filling in the gaps. And this bitch just got way, I just don't understand. I mean, could she have handled that? Probably no. But until, I don't care. Until Dr. Viv, like, <laughs> got to talk to Alyssa. There was no there accountability. There was no accountability. At all. And there still even wasn't anything there. The thing that bothered me the most was once again going back to Elijah Juan and Katina and they start talking about 
and uh, they start talking about the cooking, and O's like, oh, yeah, I got some lobster tails the other night. Right, and, now he's written, and then Michael basically says, oh, I get these bragging texts multiple times a week now about all, like, the gourmet shit that yeah. Katina's making now. So, thank you, Married at First Sight, for the message that you are sending to American couples all <laughs> over the place, saying, if you berate your wife enough, and Eventually, she'll make gourmet meals for eventually you. Eventually, you'll get some lobster tails. Like, give me a freaking break. Oh, yeah. my gosh. At this point, I, I wanted to turn the reunion off. Not going to lie. Yeah, it was so annoying. And then, I guess the last thing that I just thought was, like, cute was, like, Mark gushing over Michael as a person and mm. being, like, he is just, he is the whole package. He has it all. Any girl would be so lucky to have you. Like he was just going on and on. I was like, this is a precious, precious bromance. So yeah, that was pretty much all to take away from that. And then we have our experts come on stage to have a talk with Kevin before they bring in the contestants with them. And I mean, their biggest surprise was Alyssa and Chris because she never tried. And they were like, he was exactly who we thought he was. He was an amazing person. We thought we were giving a gift to someone by matching them with Chris. And no. But then Pastor Kill Pal bleh, Pastor Cal killed me when he's like, I didn't expect any of them to split up. Oh, my gosh. And Kevin was like, oh, come on, Pastor Cal. Really? Lindsay and Mark? Really? <laughs> He's like, what? And apparently Dr. Viviana was always a champion for them and really thought the cameras gone would mellow them out. And I was like, um, Viv, I agree with you like 90% of the time. And that's like a big fat no to me. I could have told you that. No. Lindsay untethered with no one watching. Um, is Lindsay spitting on Mark? Exactly. Like, that was not a surprise to me. You were delusional. And then we get Katina and O are perfect again. And, oh, I'm just, I'm just. So. Then we have Michael and Jazz. Yeah. Come have, out. Yeah. And they really frame, they set it up as if, like. They can try to talk them into a relationship. Let's see if we can talk them to getting back together. Yeah. Okay. It was honestly Pretty shocking for me, though, to hear some of the more minutiae of what really went down. It sounds like a big, fat misunderstanding around Jasmina was going to borrow a laptop for work, and then Michael forgot or didn't. She never confirmed, and so he took it, and this literally devolved into a breakup. Like, please explain to me how. And, of course, that makes the experts even more... Like, are you kidding me? Like, that happen that kind of thing happens with married couples every day. Like, that's not an indicator of are you a good match or not? Like, are you joking? And Dr. Viviana, apparently he, Michael, asked for the divorce right after. And I mean, what do you think of this? Like, Jasmina says she hit Michael up every day after decision day. And that he never initiated except the one time he tried to come over. So what I try, okay, this was like, it was such a salad of context clues yeah. that I was trying to put together. Like, what is the real situation here? Because we all know, like, Jasmina's perspective is not all right, but neither is Michael's. So she says she hit him up every day and he didn't initiate. It does sound like she was really busy with, like, work and friendship. 
So I don't know if she kept putting him off. Like, I can't hang out today. Oh, crap. I can't hang out the next day. But I am confused. You know what? Like, let's just get to the end here, which is the takeaway is I kept waiting for Michael to explain more of like, okay, no, we'll bubba dubba dubba dee, right? And be like, but this is why I asked for it. Or this is why I didn't text you. Or, and, and we literally like, we get to the end and I realize Michael like didn't speak. He literally well, did th- not speak. That and- <laughs> is where this is ultimately like, I don't know. I, I don't, it's too hard to put together this post decision day, like puzzle with them. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm not even like attempting to do that because yeah, I don't have enough smart. information. Yeah. But what I can say is I think Michael was done based off of the way that they communicate. And it was exactly shown. Right. In that moment. In that moment. In that moment. Couch. Jasmina wouldn't gets, let him get a gets word. to go, blah, 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 say everything she needs to say. Michael asks, is it okay if I respond now? Like, what the relationship has to get into, has to, like, devolve into to get to that point where we are asking permission to give a rebut tells mm-hmm. you everything that you need to know about their communication mm-hmm. style yeah. and the way that Jasmina, and so Michael talks. Then it becomes like a, a more open back and forth. And then Michael get immediately then gets hit with the, I'm not done. I'm not right. done, Michael. And I'm like, okay, you know here what? We are. We're back here. We're back here again. You're jumping all over him. And it's yeah. just, it doesn't work. I don't know who's more right. I mean, I'm more team Michael at the end of this season mm-hmm. than I am team Jasmina. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I would be done little, too. I would yeah. be done too. Like, And so I think that that is why he didn't fight res- more. like fight more he's or like, there's no point or this she's like she's i'm reaching out all the time and he's like yeah but i can't do this if you're gonna if we can't even have disagreements and conversations and you're cutting me off and if i raise my voice in the slightest i'm gonna be labeled as this aggressive person like i'm done there's no we like i know but it's weird because i thought we like moved through and past that i thought we did too but it was clear that that is a huge yeah i think that's a huge factor Dr. Pepper was saying to them, your perception meter is, I think that the, I think the experts are as frustrated as we have talked about being because we can see that if they could just like shed all of that pride and defensiveness on both sides, like this is a situation where I do feel like they, I mean, Jasmina is more of a bulldozer. I'll give you that. But they both have their own ways of incompetently communicating. Mm-hmm. He's more of a stonewaller, more of a shutdowner, and she is like a cutoffer. You know, and, and yeah. it's sort of just they perpetuate each other. Mm-hmm. But I think they the experts express like similar feelings to us, which is just this frustration of like, ah, you guys just got in your own way. Like yeah. you Dr. Pepper said your perception meter is off. You couldn't even see how much you both cared for each other. And Dr. Viv is like, literally, you're both fighting right now 
to prove that you both liked, well, I really liked you and you didn't do the thing. Yeah. No, I liked you more and you didn't do the thing. And she's yeah. like, isn't the crux of the argument the point? Like yeah. there's feelings here. There is chemistry here. You guys are just so caught up in so much bullshit. And Pastor Cal says like, you treat all of these little problems like they're fatal. And so th then they become fatal because it's all about how you view it. Yeah. You know, if you decide that each disagreement is make or fucking break. That a laptop is going to be the reason why you guys don't work out. <laughs> Literally. Then, of course. I just like, can you imagine me. divorcing over such a stupid fight? But it's also just a reminder of how like emotionally immature, like they still both have a lot of growth to do in that area. And I think it's frustrating because you put this. I and I'm kind of with the experts on this. Mm -hmm. You put this couple in like weekly couples therapy. Yeah. And probably within a few months it could work. Yeah. You know, like those are the, the fact that you know we, he, she called him aggressive and that shut him down for a month. I know. Is extreme. Yeah. You know, and. Like that could have been worked out in it, two weeks of therapy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I think that's the frustrating aspect of it. But whatever. It's yeah. for the best. I mean, at the end of the day, like the whether it's frustrating or not, this is the truth of where they are both at as communicators and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like. And she said she felt like he was always, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you guys are both fixated on all these small things and then you just let that get distracting and you zero in and you make it way bigger and you conflate it with like, oh, well, if you can't have a laptop, well, then da 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 yeah. And like, what does it say? You know, they were big, especially her. She was definitely a like catastrophizer with the way she thinks. So... It's just frustrating. And at the end, I felt like, wow, like Michael really did not get much of a voice in that entire thing, which what a joke considering this all started as let's see if they can get back together. But I did LOL that Dr. Viviana is basically like, I, I'm with her. Like, just don't totally close the door. Like maybe in two years when we've had some space, we're going to like meet up again and like be a little bit more grown and real like have a little more perspective on how we fucked up and how we would do it differently mm -hmm. now and i'm i'm with her like i still do believe that at their core they're a good match but yeah. they're just like both too un for lack of a better word i know they're not alcoholics but um, in a therapy sense like too untreated to real to figure it out yet together mm. but i just they seem so no way yeah you know they're yeah. like no the door is shut um Alyssa and chris oh boy i did i will say if i could the way that the experts handled this gave me a lot of gratification yes i felt like it was everything i've needed all season yes. and it was that much more gratifying because it's actually crazy we never saw her interact with the experts yeah Maybe once, once, right? Once on a couch when he was like, this is my decision day. Yeah. Or, but, I mean, since since she was cast. Yeah. 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 So it was really like, oh, finally, Dr. Pepper looked pissed. I've never seen the experts more upset. No. At the end of this than I've seen. And, and in, confrontational in, any, in yeah. a way that was like 
totally called for, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it, this reflects on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so at this point- It was kind of fun to watch them answer for what they know everyone's bitching, like fans yeah. and shit. Yeah. It's personal for them. I mean, it's like, yeah. our job is to You're match people and you act like this? Are yeah. you kidding me? Dr. Viviana bringing receipts. I am dead. I am here for it. Like, yes. She brings the original application with the top five things that matter to her most. And what are they? They're a bunch of like, you know, they're like character traits, like yeah. loyalty. Blah, 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 blah. Pretty vague things that everyone wants in a relationship. Yes, but if those were your can't live withouts, you, like clearly you need to put like she horseback been, riding, voted yeah. for Trump, and loves the police yeah. on the list. Like Her fake tan <laughs> was right. It was at Trumpian levels. <laughs> I think they go to the same person. <laughs> I mean, and like whatever we think about that, like clearly we have thoughts and feelings about that, um, thoughts and prayers, if you will. But the point is, just be freaking honest. Like, own what matters to you. Yes, most. exactly. Because like, but you're she never setting... would have gotten that far if that was her list. That's the point. Like, if she because would have it been was so limited. If I mean, she would so narrow, yeah, exactly. If she would have been honest about what her like things are, they would have been like, no, this is not happening. So, yeah, I mean, and the experts pretty much say as much. They're like, we didn't know you had so narrow views. And she's like, I didn't. I don't have narrow views. My favorite moment of this whole thing hmm. is Viv shows the list and she won't own up to it. And so Viv goes, okay, so what are your core values then? Because she keeps repeating core values. Yes, she is. She keeps going, no, no. It's not my core values. Our, it's just not my core values. So, like Our core values are completely different. It would have never worked. So Viv's like, okay, what are your core values? She's like, I don't want to get into core values. I'm like, give me I'm not going to do that break. here. Give and she does break. her classic. I mean, if you want, there is nothing more Karen-like then when someone is confronting you about something and you can't take accountability for it and you need to get out of this because you have been called on and called out and you just turn on the waterworks. Oh. It's just the ultimate Karen. The lip I'm sorry. Quivers. The lip quiver. Like, and I, I don't feel bad for her. I don't. She wanted to be here. And she was here the whole time. And she got to have a lot of fun pretending she was a full-time character in all of these other segments. And here's your one moment. And, like, you have nothing new to say. Nothing new to contribute. And we're doing, we're saying all the same shit. I would have done anything. All I can say is I had the purest intentions and I would have done anything. Bitch. You wouldn't have done anything because you didn't do anything. If those are the your, if those are your purest intentions, you need to get new intentions. Yeah, your intentions suck. And then yeah, we have Dr. Pepper go, we didn't know what a narrow template you about what your post person was supposed to be. You had and if I had known, I would not have chosen you. That's the point. I wouldn't have exactly. matched you. And Dr. Viv is like and look, like, here's my thing. I understand that's like, there's things that matter, like this, you know, it's so annoying to hear her say it, but core values. Sure. Sure. Politics, 
whatever, how you think about God. Like, I understand that some of those things are really important to people. And so you need to include it on your list and be fucking honest. Exactly. You need to say that like, oh, this thing would be a deal breaker. And you also need to just be open to the fact that like, maybe you won't be chosen for the show if your if, if you're, um, needs and expectations are too specific and niche. Yeah, so she was disingenuous in this process. Yes. Thought she could put a few words on a paper and get matched with her dream guy. And that's, like, in a way, maybe it changes the way they cast from here on out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But this was a pretty big, this had a pretty big impact on the experts. And they felt like they were taken on a ride. And Dr. Viv, it's kind of hard that you have three adults trained in this field. And you're not able to amass the t- correct questions to weed someone like this out. Well, they're not all licensed therapists. I know. There's only one of those. I just, the whole, I was a good person and I wasn't shown in a good light. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. And they are so, you can tell they're like almost trying not to laugh. Dr. And Pepper's like, I didn't put, no, Pastor we didn't Cal put words like, in your mouth. Exactly. And Pastor Cal keeps just like... <laughs> Putting his head back like, oh, he is so not having her. And Dr. Viv basically just says, okay, well, I just want you to be conscientious that if you're going to continue to be this judgmental, it's going to limit you moving forward. And like, you think you're not, but you are. And if you're not willing to examine that, then like, you're going to be spinning your wheels. And it's so fascinating because Alyssa I mean, it's she makes it clear that she like disagrees with them. She thinks they made a mistake, and uh, she just keeps dabbing her eyes, like her tears, while Doctor Viv is saying that. And Doctor Viv gives her a death glare, unlike anything I've ever seen her do. And I was like, oh, you are all of us right now. And I love this. Like, I need a little more transparency from you guys in that position mm-hmm. when we have someone who's this bad. Um, But yeah, the victim bullshit. And, and Alyssa is just like, you can tell that even by the end of this, she has taken away absolutely nothing. And her thing is, you guys are just saying this, but I like I am deserving of high standards and like I will meet my dream man. You know, that's her oh, vibe. Oh my gosh. So then we have the other train wreck of a couple come. I mean, oh, and just it goes without saying, Chris is the most stand-up human that exists, like on this show. Yes. He's just the way that he has grace with her. And he understood re- the assignment. The assignment was let Alyssa talk and... She'll take herself down. And take herself She'll down. She'll look like an I idiot on her own. Anything. Yeah. And he's just so... But, he, I mean, he even went out of his way a couple times to be like, you know, I try to imagine what it's like to be in the position of being sure that I was matched with the wrong person and that's a hard place to be. I mean, it's just like the empathy is ridiculous. I almost was like, I would love... I think that Chris can't find it in him to 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 really express anger at this point because what he learned through the process was that this woman was god awful and he dodged a bullet. So I think he's just sort of like just let it go. 
Like, what's the point? This is who she is. Like, but I'm sort of like, <laughs> she deserves, but yeah, he, I think he wins by like seeming really emotionally unaffected and just very mature about the whole thing. Okay. Mark and Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. we start fighting pretty much right away. Um, because Lindsay is machine gun telling this story. Like, it's just, oh, kind of like on the seventh day of the blah, 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 when it was my birthday and the you birthday. promised me a massage and a dinner and then you gave me an IOU. <laughs> the I'm birthday like, oh, IOU is epic. God. I love that move. That, that was, is freaking I mean, hilarious. And like, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's happening to Lindsay, it's yeah. okay. I mean, and in the end, he said, or, oh, and then she's like, oh, the day that her grandma died was the day that he decided to end oh, it. Gosh. Which I'm like, God, Mark, you had every day. I know. So, yeah, it was a lot of just, they they just get up there and they're immediately bickering. You know what I mean? They're going back and forth. Seven days after decision day, he threatened to leave her, but she ended up staying in the apartment for three months. She doesn't believe that she bullied him. She believes she went into fight mode over flight mode. Oh, God. Okay. Really, really, Lindsay. I thought the whole purpose is to avoid both of those things. Exactly. It's not, you don't choose one or the other. Fight or flight is not an appropriate way to deal with relationship conflict. Yes. Those are childhood instincts. Those are human instincts from- They inform, they help inform you and guide you in bettering yourself. Yeah, because you go, oh, shit, I have a tendency to go into fight mode. That must be a response from my childhood trauma. Let me figure that out so I don't do that. Not, hey, pick pick one of the above. No, yeah. And that can that's okay to be your arguing. Because it's style. part of this phrase. Yes. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. That and that's the only like two used options. in therapeutic circles, so it must be okay. No. <laughs> uh I mean, Pastor Cal says you both destroyed the marriage. And this was something I wanted to ask you. I very much felt like the implication pervasively throughout the whole thing with this couple is that they hold exactly 50-50 responsibility. And I don't agree with that. Do you? No, I don't. Here's it. I'm trying to figure out how, where the 50-50 timeline begins and ends. Because if you... Just, I think, so. Lindsay has done so many heinous things over the course of this season, mm-hmm. but the whole, like, we have to view this relationship from wedding day on, Yeah, and I'm not trying to dismiss her behavior at all, but, like, Mark could have been, like, the whole honeymoon thing where he decided he to stop having sex with her. Mm-hmm. And like- Well, I think it's because he started getting freaked out by her. No, for sure. Bottom line, it's he not 50-50, like, but no. But it's also not 100%. Yes, no. You know, like- I agree. I think he absolutely played a role. And like he shares some responsibility, but I view it more like 70-30. Yeah, oh no. I would, like, I would I'm agree like, with Like I'm like, let's not be let's so, not. this is not an equal- if the, if the relationship ends with one partner spitting on another, 
Which um, she did not own. Which she did not own. At I all. we can't this can't be 50-50. Yeah. And I think that that has been maybe the craziest to, because at this point, like Lindsay, like I expect nothing, like I don't have any expectations for her, right? Because she's just been so heinous. But I will say that this reunion really highlighted for me that Lindsay might blatantly lie. Mm. And like blatantly make up stories sometimes, which definitely, I mean, like that will always trip me out because we're like obsessed with rigorous honesty. And I (laughs) like, I don't know how to function any other way. If I have to like tell a lie, it's like not, it's a horrible experience and I'm (laughs) not good at it. And so I, it, it just always fascinates me when I, find out that a human before, like I would never assume that someone in front of me that I'm watching would just be comfortable making up full on stories. Yeah. Pathologically. Yes. But I, I kind of think that she does that um, manipulatively when she, you know, needs to like shore up her side of things or get people on her side. Like, yeah, that was just kind of like a, oh, I knew you sucked, but this is even worse. And yeah. you spit on people? <laughs> uh, but okay, must be addressed. Her and Viv getting into it at the oh end. Oh my God. I loved the fieriness that Dr. Viviana came with this reunion. And it makes me that much more bummed that she is not going to be with us next season. Who is staying? Is anyone staying? Just Pastor Cal. Just Pastor Cal. Which is interesting. Huh. But yeah, so Dr. Viv was talking. I can't remember what she said. And like, she was trying to stop Lindsay because Lindsay just goes on and on. And it was, she goes, well, do you want me to say what I really feel? And her and Dr. Pep go, no. And Pastor Cal's kind of disagreeing. Like, well, let's let her say. And and I think Dr. Viv's like, no, she has had carte blanche to say the most hurtful things for months and months and months on national TV. Stop her. Let's provide a boundary. Yeah. And so that was interesting to watch. Like the disagree. It all happened really fast. And Linz goes, Viv, you're cutting me off left and right. And then Dr. Viv goes, because this feels so one-sided. And Lindsay goes, I know you're team Mark. <sighs> we are not on the same level here. Lindsay and Viv. It's like, this is Lindsay's personality thing. It's like trying to... Like, I don't know, like the the thinking that they're just friends. Oh, you're cutting me off, sister. Like. Yeah. Well, uh, the familiarity. Yes. The familiarity yeah, like, that Lindsay gets in every Like they're group. on the same. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's that's like, no, bitch, you're yeah. being disrespectful. Yeah. Like she's the one that should be running this, not you. Yeah. And Mark is emotional. And one of them asks her, like, how does it make you feel to see him crying this way and like saying how you've made him feel. And she just sits there with that horrific smirk and basically says, I don't feel any sympathy because I think it's fake. I was like, the cruelty of this woman knows no bounds. And they were all really taken aback by that. Like, wow. Okay. Like, it's like, okay, now we officially, Like, we have your address, Lindsay. Like, we don't need to, like, wonder anything about you anymore. Like, thank you. Good to know. Yep. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Like, honestly, I just really feel for Mark. And I want him to, like, 
get help because that is like this has been such a traumatizing experience and like i feel like really denigrated his whole sense of self-worth and i'm like the only silver lining is that he came out of this with a group of guy friends that have all like furiously reminded him that he was not the fuck up of the situation so then we go into full group so we get full group Plus Kev. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about how Lindsay and Elijah Wan became friends, which was basically after their big airplane fight, they had a big one-on-one that we never saw. And then from there, they became friends, which is pretty crazy. But I died. Elijah Wan goes, oh, yeah, I was their therapist a bunch of times. And I wrote, oh, well, that was part of the problem for this couple. (laughs) Yeah. If Elijah Wan is therapizing therapizing you, you, maybe therapy is not for you. I cannot. Like, I can not. And then we find out that fucking Elijah Wan spent the whole first day after the wedding thinking his wife's name was Jeanette. How? <laughs> How? How? Alyssa acting BFF with Elijah Wan? Mm. That's an interesting development. Did you have a thought on that? Because I fucking hated it. I don't like it. She she made a point to be like, oh, and we text all the time. Get like, off my TV screen. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is when we finally, we finally address the bullying moment. And I have to say, I was so, like, spent at this point of seeing Mark have to relive this shit and like I just felt like by this point Mark is raw like Mm -hmm. you his eyes show like you can tell he's been crying on and off throughout the day at this night like thing it's been very taxing and now now we're gonna play the bullying moment and it's hard because we've wanted the bullying moment (sighs) in front of everyone it shouldn't have happened in front of everyone why did it have to happen in front of everyone and it's so bad to hear again and she sits there and and giggles at what she said in the bathroom. And then her her after she feels bad at the delivery of how she delivered what she was feeling. She should have probably said it nicer. I just cannot believe too that like the follow up Kevin was like, "So are you working?" On these things? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what a bullshit question to ask. Like, yes, I'm wor- no, I'm not working on them, actually. Like, it's just like a platform for her to say she's trying to improve herself. Mm-hmm. It, I just hate that. Well, and also I thought it was funny. LOL to her saying that she's gotten better and she's been improving. And she goes, and you'll even see me in some of the episodes. You'll see me asking for a minute quite a lot to, you know, avoid saying something mean. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't see any of that, Lindsay. I didn't see it. So I don't give a shit what you think you did because I didn't see it. And she, Kev basically pushes her to a point where he goes, can you say that apology to his face? They're sitting on the couch and she can't, she's looking everywhere but at him. And then the therapist has to come in, Olajuwon. And like talk her up. Oh yeah, he's like to get her to apologize. Come on, you can do this. Oh, like da 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 da. And 
Yeah, I just thought it was insanely disturbing. Like, really, you can't look in this man's eyes right now and apologize for that moment? Yeah, that, that, hor- that specific moment. Just that specific moment where you Denigrated tore apart someone. everything that was him. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I can't. So she finally eventually does apologize. Um, you know, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings and got so angry so quickly. And Mark and Steve goes, Mark, is there anything else you need apology for? And he's like, I'm good. Yeah, Mark's like, no, I'm done. Um, thank I'm you. I'm fucking done. And then we have a we have a few like they they try to have their watch what happens live moment where he like pulls out cards of tweets. Oh yeah. And so there's some like, you know, levity here. Totally forgot about Steve's LED light obsession. Oh my gosh. He does have a flaw, and it's this. The I forgot LED, I about forgot this. about the LED it's lights. His main flaw is his obsession with these LED lights. You know who needs to throw a party together? <laughs> who? Is uh I think Steve <gasps> needs uh, Jacob? Steve needs to go to Jacob's yes. place and they need to throw a little rave. Yes, Jacob from Atlanta. They invite us. Oh my god. And then, okay, I screamed with joy when we get the stain on the boxers callback. I know. <laughs> like, I'm that so is happy. fucked up. I'm so and I am happy. I'm so I happy about think, it. You know, he's like, Kevin's like, now we have some eagle eye viewers out there. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> he's talking about the draws. Yeah. We're getting the like, draw oh my God, moment. The boxer. The, the boxer, boxer. The stain boxers. Oh, and my literally, gosh. he has this whole story of Already a pen prepared. in my pocket. I don't buy it for one second. It's, I'm almost positive it's probably not poo poo. No, it's but not. Kaka. If anything, I thought it was the other thing. But why would it be there? Black Elmer's glue on the side of your pant? No. Was it black? Yeah. Because I mean, he said it was a pen. Stain. Well, that's why that, that didn't fully add up to me. Because I was like, it wasn't inky. It wasn't like a black inky stain. Well, it was too hard to tell. Yeah, whatever. Frame by frame. Hilarious. Breakout. And I love that shot of him belly flopping on the bed. Yeah. And they like slow it down. <laughs> so good. Because Elijah Wan thinks so highly of himself and is obsessed with his masculinity, I just really get a kick out of when he gets like knocked down a few notches. Yeah. For something like stupid and petty like that. Yeah. And then all I'll say is that they showed bloopers and like, Whatever, there's nothing mage. But Lindsay and Mark had a handshake, which kind of blew me away because it was weirdly really cute and thought out. And I was like, how many times did this, like, happen? And then the other thing I was wrote was the parties seem way more fun in all this B-roll footage or side footage than we get to see on camera. Yeah. I'm like, so then it just made me think, like, gosh, there's – we do miss so much of, like – just the more fun human moments mm-hmm. that make these characters more fully fledged human people. Yeah. And yeah, like maybe you could save us a few of these like bullshit episodes that you guys do. And like, like I would totally mid season if we need a week break, I would love an episode that's just all unseen footage. You yeah. know? Yeah. Give like me that an would be great. Footage episode. Yeah. Over randos speculating about what's happened so far. Yeah, no. So I would say overall, 
we spent a lot of this part reunion part two just frustrated. Mm-hmm. But there were some gratifying moments, which were really the main the experts and Alyssa. And the I think I think that this was really important. Mark, Mark speaking his truth feels really big for him mm-hmm. around what really happened. I think he like slowly got more empowered as the reunion went on to be more honest about how bad it really was. Yeah. And I think that that was really important for him because you could just feel the emotion was all very raw. Having just finished the Herd versus Depp trial and watched it, her last uh, testimony, you know, when she's been trying to cry for like 30 minutes and can't edge out a single tear, I would say it was the literal opposite of that. So I was I wondering if we were going to get a Depp heard. I mean, I mean, I, I not? call back here in this. We um, had closing statements yesterday. <laughs> had to get Depp the world is a chaotic, the... depressing shit show. So find your joys where you can, people. Amen. Uh, do you have any other takeaways? I don't. I would love to conclude this by saying this is a wrap on <laughs> this season of Mary no, First we gotta Sight. Come back. But alas. We got to come back. We'll be back next week. Next week, we're going to find out what they've been doing in the meantime. And that made me realize, oh, that's why everybody's Instagrams aren't public yet. Mm. But Chris is, meanwhile, just living his best Instagram life because he's like, these rules don't apply to me. So he's the one who posts. He has a public. He's the only one you can add. And that's where you can find everybody else's handles because he's public and he's doesn't give a shit. So he's posting all these group photos and tagging everyone in them. So if you want to go find them and stalk them and be ready the second they all go public, that is a good place to go. And I'm sure at the end of next week's episode, we'll get a next week on Married at First Sight. Oh my God. Katine and Elijah house hunting together. No, no, no. I refuse. Okay, good. We're putting the kibosh down. (laughs) No, everything. We have to set a boundary. I think, I truly think there's, there are filler episodes still, but that's like, this season is really over after next week. So we hope you guys have a beautiful three-day weekend and we will talk to you one last time for season 14, Boston, this coming week after Where Are They Now? Find us on all of the things. Add us on TikTok and Instagram. We're constantly posting stories and fun polls and share it with your friends. And is there anything I'm forgetting? That's it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We love you and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.